Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your endearingly stunning host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Burt Rode. What up, 336ers? What up, Matt? And by the button lover, Josh Roca. It's almost like Matt says the exact same thing every week, so when he's not here, we can just use a recording. Yeah, it's a uh, you know, routine. All good podcasts have their opening routine, and he's got it down. Yeah. Except he kind of set it up like the zany but roadie is always here. <laughs> Joined by me always or something right. along those lines. And it's not been a while. quite. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think last time I was on was uh, September-ish. Uh, I did the Cooperstown trip with my son. Uh, that's probably the last time we uh, talked yeah. in Section 336. Sorry, yeah. I'm already saying oh like a thousand times. I know. And you still haven't found your microphone. So we're still dealing with the AirPods. Oh, shoot. So. I guess I could have gotten... Well, I'm also using my iPad. Uh, okay. Here right. I am with the... Uh, uh, I'm a terrible... Not? I'm out of uh, routine. All right. Well, that's fine. If it, <laughs> Bert cuts out in the middle of the show after some giggles, it's because the AirPods pop out of his ears. That is known to happen. Only if Josh makes me laugh so hard or smile so big, they fly out. I'll quickly pick them up and pop them back in. Right. But normally it's Matt that makes me smile. You, you not so much, Josh. Yeah, no Matt's... Yeah, so I guess, oh, so, yeah. What, Matt's not here? I just heard him. Well, hold up. Who was that? Right. Well, Matt, so Matt's out this week as he had his third kid. Well, his wife had his third kid, and now he's helping out with that. So so Bert is back to uh, get us through with another show. Plus, it's it's birthday day week at Section 336. It's your birthday, Bert. Today. So yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday to me. Thank you. And yours is tomorrow. Happy birthday tomorrow. to you. And uh, yesterday was uh, was the new kids. So, so yeah, the 
new baby, John, uh, Matt's new baby, born yesterday. So uh-huh, we got, yeah. and my wife's birthday was Saturday. That was the twenty second. So we got a lot of Stroka roadie birthdays in the mix right there, just in this weekend every year. <laughs> For the the one day a year uh, that I get to remind you that I'm a day older than you. Right, right. A few hours or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. Would you like to announce the name of Matt's child? I know her first name. Okay, see, I, my question, it was more of a trick question to see if you know her name. We'll let Matt do that next week. Okay, yeah, I won't spoil it. Tune in next week to hear the big right. reveal. <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> exactly. But, Bert, it's been a while. There's lots of stuff going on with the Orioles. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about some general Orioles topics? Do you want to talk about the big Hall of Fame announcement today? Where should we start with this? First, because that, that literally just happened like less than an hour ago, and it's fitting because I just said a few minutes ago the, the last time I was on the show was we were talking about the Hall of Fame, and now it's sort of coming full circle with the new induction. Induction being singular for 2022, unfortunately. In yeah, my that's opinion. lame. Exactly. I like this. So you gonna share who it is? Or you, uh, I, I pulled the music for you to make yeah. a big announcement. I hate it when they announced it was Big Poppy. <laughs> I mean, it's David Ortiz, the one-tool player. Right. The, 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 right. The guy who is, I guess, yeah, his big moment is, is cursing into a microphone. I mean. of his hometown or his home city, his own ball club. Right. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> I, yeah. So we can have David Ortiz, is, if you're keeping the playbook, David Ortiz is allowed to be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds is not. Not inducted. Yeah, not enshrined. And right. uh, he's, uh, Bonds is out. Clemens is out. Schilling is out. And they all Cordero. deserve to be in, in my opinion. I think so, too. I mean, obviously, you can make the statement, you know, if you want to be a big jerk about it and not him induct him a first ballot. Fine. Make him sweat it out to the last year. Fine. But this really fe- screams of baseball writers, <laughs> voters being on the high horse that they know what's best for the hall of fame. And they're going to hear a lot about it. Everything, everything I'm seeing just in the last hour on social media is blasting, uh, the voters and the fact that those guys are not going to be enshrined. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Because I think as fans, we've all accepted, Hey, um, yeah, there were steroids, but that's kind of the era of the game at that, at this point, it's like, it happened. Everyone around that time was doing it. So if you're going to look pat, if you're going to pull out these people because of steroids, do we pull out other people because of the juice ball? Do we now have to adjust the Orioles hall of fame after, because they're moving left field wall? So does that affect who goes into the Orioles Hall of Fame in the future? I mean, yeah. you got you to gotta play against the, not rules, but because they broke rules, but you got to play against what baseball was going for at the time. And that's this baseball wanted steroids. There's a huge divide between, and I, I saw a lot of uh, ballots that were made public. And for the most part, I saw a lot of support for Bonds and Clemens in the publicly released ballots. Exactly. So that means there's got to be a majority of the, Unreleased votes that did not vote for those guys. I think they were like at like at Bonds that was the next highest behind Ortiz at like sixty six percent of the votes, and he needed seventy five. Um, so who are these guys that are not making their votes public? Because they're 
obviously not voting for him. And I'm just left here thinking, envisioning in my mind, it's a bunch of grouchy old grandpas shaking their fists at a cloud. Uh, meanwhile, you got our generation where, yeah, we were pissed about steroids for a while, but now, like, we don't care. Those are our guys. Those are our Hall of Famers from our time. So, you know, they old-timers are all in there for all their flaws, all of their racism, all of their uh, bad attitudes and beating women or, you know, there's some bad dudes in the Hall Cocaine. of Fame. There are some bad dudes in the uh-huh. Hall of Fame. Badder dudes than Barry Bonds. Badder yeah. dudes than Roger Clemens or Kurt Schilling. They're okay, though. Um so it's it's going to create a divide, I think, between these old fogies who still get a vote and the people who actually care about baseball right now. Uh, and and I'm I'm a little annoyed. I'm afraid of what might happen in the next nine years because it was obviously leaning more towards bonds now. Like there was a lot of pro bond right. support today up until yeah. six o'clock, and I feel like that that wave is going to continue to grow. But I'm a little scared now because, you know, this was A-Rod's first time on the ballot. I think he only got like 33%. Oh, yeah. But he's still going to be on the ballot for the next nine years probably. And maybe by his final year, he's going to get in. And that's a bunch of BS in my opinion. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm annoyed about that, that what's going to be down the road, that it's going to keep getting more and more progressive, which is okay you can't take away the fact that somebody like A-Rod might get in nine years from now, but Barry Bonds when, and those guys are not. That's annoying to me. Right. When do we say, screw these reporters and Major League Baseball come in and be like, hey, we're going to, it's our league. We're going to declare who gets into this. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think that's a big, I don't know how the details of it work, but Hall of Fame is not Major League Baseball. Right. They're two separate entities and the whole thing. So let's start can, our own. They can do whatever they want, and that's wh- how they've chosen to do it, and that's who they've chosen to give voting rights to. Uh, you know, not to get political, but we're talking voting rights here. And uh huh. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's it's we I watched it live. I was I was just upstairs in my living room watching the MLB network, waiting after commercial break after commercial break, waiting for this announcement, and then the guy gets up there. And uh, says the one, uh, the one new uh, enshrinee. I'm like, one? You've got to be kidding me! And even if it's Ortiz, I can accept it being Ortiz. Fine. It was probably a foregone conclusion. But don't let it only be Ortiz. So all summer's gonna be the summer of Ortiz, and uh, he's gonna be the only one in the Hall of Fame. And there's there'll be a few other. You know, they have they always vote in a couple like dead guys and stuff like that. But it's going to be the whole thing about Ortiz. So it's going to be that whole tour, the farewell tour all over again that we had to experience with Camden Yards right. and everywhere the Red Sox visited five years ago. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm over it already. It, I was so excited for this announcement tonight. And now I'm like, ugh, I'm disappointed. Yeah, so Ortiz got, what, 80, 84% of the vote. Wow. How much of that do you think he got such high votes? because of those stubborn reporters that are like, I need to vote someone in, and I'm not doing Bonds or Clemens or Schillen. Yeah. So I guess I'll do Ortiz. Maybe, but they, they were talking about how sometimes, a lot of times, there's blank ballots. In right. 2020, nobody got voted in. 
and there were guys on the ballot. So, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it was a lot of cold feet of voters being like, I have to vote somebody. I think it, it was uh, it was a pretty obvious choice that Ortiz would get in fairly early. Maybe first ballot was a little extreme, but you know, it, everybody likes him. As much as we hate him around here, I think he's beloved. Right. Uh, most places, especially so in Boston. So yeah. you're saying there were no shenanigans or like run, counting the votes 20 times or whatever else, uh, drop <laughs> yeah. boxes, whatever else, other voting things we have issues with now? I'd like to get a pulse check on some of those old fogies who still get a vote. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. There's I, no chance they all survive COVID. <laughs> the, the only, if you really want to make the, the only way the Hall of Fame, if you don't want baseball to take it over, if you don't want some other rich guy to come in down to Florida and say, I'm building my own baseball Hall of Fame down in Florida, buy all the spring training things, I'll get Disney to invest, and we'll do a better Hall of Fame down here. If you want to avoid all that, you got to make the vote in public. Once it's out, you can make it private, but you got to list the report. Make it fair. Yeah, I think that's that's a little bit of a fantasy, as much as Disneyland is, Disney World is a fantasy. There, there's so much tradition and history, and there, there's no way there would ever be a second Hall of Fame just because, <laughs> you know, guys like us in our 40s care that, that we you didn't vote for Barry Bonds. Ugh. I mean, no, it's not going to be another Hall of Fame. But why, why not open up the baseball experience? Kind of like the road show that goes with the All-Star game, where you make a baseball thing that's cooler than, than Cooperstown that then grows and becomes like that's where you take your kids. That's where you have fun. That's the fun museum about baseball, where, the, where Cooperstown becomes the stuck-up old guys. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and even at Cooperstown, at the National Hall of Fame, the whole area with the plaques, it's like a library. Like, they tell you to speak in hushed voices and, right. you know, stuff like that. And I'm not – I don't want to take anything away from it. It's super cool. But the museum part is cooler, in mm-hmm. my opinion, because it's got all the relics and the jerseys and the balls and the bats and the gloves. And you actually can see these things inches away from your face um, where the plaques are super cool. But I would say – percent of the plaques in there are guys I've never heard of and I knew a lot of the guys in there but there was a you know that that first left hand side when you're walking in mostly guys you've never heard of right uh, so with the public votes before all this came out Barry Bonds was tracking at 77 percent of the public votes yeah yeah so huge chain when last year he got 61.8, and Clemens got 61.6, so it seemed like they were both on the rise and coming, and like you were saying, typical baseball fans, we all expected them to be in by now. You yeah, put them in their final yeah. year. Sure, and there's, that's their punishment, wah, 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 whatever. Right. Um, yeah, and then they, they, MLB Network was even mentioning like guys who linger in the 30 40% range for the majority of their years of eligibility, but then like towards the end, Larry Walker got in last year with Derek Jeter, and he was one of those guys who was in the middle of the pack for a long, long time. But then once he got to his final year of eligibility, which was last year, boom, he got up to that 75%. And I would have liked to seen that for those guys, uh, especially right. Bonds and Clemens. And they're, they're in the Hall of Fame as far as the museum, their jerseys, their yeah. records, their sure. bats, their gloves, you know, all that stuff. It's there. 
Blacks are never going to be there. Right. But forget you and I. The baseball players, got veterans in baseball right now, grew up watching Roger Clemens. And, mm-hmm. I, and pitchers idolize Roger Clemens. Home run hitters idolize Barry Bonds. They look up to these guys. They, they deserve to have their plaques in there. Yeah. Even if there's an asterisk. The, um, the, there was a poem read by Tom Verducci on MLB, MLB Network tonight right before the announcement. And it, it just it screamed of grandpa speak, but it was like talking about how guys like Joe Morgan and Hank Aaron say publicly that steroid era PED guys they don't belong in the Hall of Fame or if they were to be in the Hall of Fame there should be an asterisk there but now those two are dead <laughs> they both died in the last year and so like they're honoring what those guys those guys those two guys opinion carry a lot of weight apparently and uh you know with with Bonds and Clemens and the the they get to keep their money. They got to keep their records. Even if they're tainted by PEDs, the record is the record. Right. Any team they helped kept those records. Any World Series they won kept those rings. All the money Major League Baseball made, TV contracts. We didn't get any ticket money back. It was, it's been well, there. Done. They- I would like – here's what I would do. If I was more um, – had more time on my hands, here's what I would do. Go through all the Hall of Famers, take note cards, write a giant asterisk in the corner, and then a reason why there should be an asterisk next to this person. And then I'd go up there, and each the next plaque, slide this one under Babe Ruth, slide this one under Lou Gehrig, slide this one under, and go through the list. Because I guarantee I could come up with reasons for half the people in that Hall of Fame. Any of them that didn't want... uh Black guys in the league, which would be everybody from 1942 <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's you're right. That's cool. <laughs> right. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, asterisk, racist. It was a different, uh, quote-unquote, different time. Right. Well, guess what? The 90s was a different time for baseball. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's our Hall of Fame rant. Um, but I do want to talk to you about the Orioles because – I don't even know how much you pay attention. I guess we can cover the talk a little Ravens too. Now that Wink's been fired, and uh, sure. I know you do pay attention to the Ravens thanks to Lamar Jackson. There's also a uh, wide receiver that wants to be a Baltimore Raven. Yeah, so, good luck. <laughs> we'll I saw that. that exactly. That was blowing up today. What he, uh-huh. Antonio Brown tweeted a picture of himself in a Ravens jersey. Yeah, this was after going on a podcast, and they asked him what quarterback do you want to play with, and he said Lamar, he said Action Jackson. Uh, at the same time that the Ravens are close to an extension with John Harbaugh. So there's no way Antonio Brown's coming in and messing that up. No, no chance. Uh, I don't know what he's thinking. Even, even if he didn't have all those issues <laughs> Antonio Brown has, he, he, he is a superior wide receiver in his skill set. He's a great football player. He's a nut job, but he's mm-hmm. a great football player. A great wide receiver. Great wide receivers have never lined up to come to Baltimore, and especially why, under Lamar Jackson. Why do why do great wide receivers tend to go crazy? You know, it's, it's like you don't you don't hear about the quarterback that lost his mind or the running back that lost his mind generally, but you hear about uh, Ocho Cinco. 
uh, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Terrell Owens. Yep. <laughs> it's always wide. It's always wide receivers. I think the wide receiver position has some like uh cachet about it or something, you know, like anytime you go, go out and play football with your friends, if, if you're playing receiver and the quarterback throws you a bomb and you catch it, like that feels pretty good. Those All right. Do that for a living under the biggest spotlight there is. So if you're really good and you're flashy and, and you're one of the top wide receivers in the league. I imagine it's pretty easy to get that diva attitude and it, and, and it played out. You just named four or five of them. Right. And I guess they're also in the position to um, showboat. A lot of times yeah. they'll break open. They've got room before the goal line to celebrate. They end up in the end zone to do the end zone celebration. So I guess they got some the Lambo leap. Exactly. Exactly. The wide receivers always end up there, even though the quarterback's the one that got them there. Right. Yeah. I, that's gotta be big part of it because it's it is a thing and he's just the latest in the long line you know and he won't be the last they're they're everywhere then it kind of gives credo to the wide receivers who are spectacular and like shut their mouths about it yeah. like Devonte adams or tyreek hill you know guys like that who are spectacular and they put their money where their mouth is but then they you never hear them talking right right they certainly aren't um, quitting on their teams halfway through a game. Right. So, um, are you irritated with the Ravens this season for not making the playoffs, or do you forgive them because of injuries and COVID and whatever else? Um, I forgive them for injuries because it was a bad omen from the preseason when J.K. Dobbins went down, and then it was just like a domino effect from there of Marcus Peters going down, and then – even further into the season, obviously, uh, Marlon Humphreys and, and, you know, tons of them. And then and obviously Lamar Jackson being the biggest one. I'm mostly disappointed that Lamar Jackson missed the whole rest of the season. Yeah, he missed a third of the season. Whatever that ankle injury was, put him down for the rest of the year. And that, to me, is not a good sign. Right. I think he missed three or four games with the ankle injury, plus like two games being sick. So... Yeah, And so that bothers me because all the talk about, yeah, Lamar's flashy. Let, Lamar's the running quarterback. He's setting all these records. He's a superstar. But the Mar- Lamar detractors are, yeah, they'll say stuff like, yeah, that's great, but wait till he gets hurt. Right. That happened, and that's fine. He's got to come back next year and play a full season. Otherwise, we're talking Robert Griffin the third Washington Redskins territory. I don't, I don't think it's that. It's not going to be that bad. RG three got blown up fast, but I hear you. So um, it, uh, I, it worries me. All right, and then they fired Wink, which I think they just had to, someone had to be the scapegoat after the season. Yeah, and it should be Greg Roman next, right? If they really want to clean house. I don't know. It all depends. I mean, that's probably going to be on John Harbaugh because what they don't want to lose is John Harbaugh. Of course, John Harbaugh is only still here because Lamar Jackson was a superstar. (laughs) Correct. Because John Harbaugh was way out the door five years ago. He was. Joe Flacco was garbage and it was unwatchable football. And I I watched all the Ravens games this year, but those last five games of the season were in the unwatchable 
It wasn't that bad. It was the last two were irritating. I want to go bad. unwatchable. They were, they were not the, good. They had opportunities the, to win all those games. I'm, and I also Except look back to even games. when Lamar was still healthy and playing. You know, the, we had to have some crazy miracle comebacks yes. to win some of those games. Overtime, you know, things like that against teams that were not very good. Right. And the Bears and the Lions. Like, give me a break. It, Lamar Jackson should be dominating these guys. My way, I, I kept I kept uh, justifying that because of the offensive line being hurt and not mm-hmm. very good. Yeah. You put Lamar Jackson against a stellar of, with a stellar offensive line, we're right back into MVP and, talks again. And that poor offensive line also probably contributed to the ankle injury. Because yeah, he was getting totally. hit a lot because of the off line. Um, I would, eh, I hear that all the time about John, uh, Lamar Jackson saved John Harbaugh's career, which I get. And I understand that argument. But I also kind of lean on the John Harbaugh. That's a, that's a risky move John Harbaugh to make to say, all right, I'm not going with Joe. I'm going with Lamar Jackson midseason and to make that change. So right. as much as Lamar saved John's career, it was also – that's the type of head coach I want who can pull that trigger. And now it is fun to see the relationship between Harbaugh and Lamar. Sure, sure. Uh, if, if Lamar doesn't come back healthy next year or they can't piece together a strong offensive line, we're in trouble. True, we're, true. And they're, we're in trouble as Ravens fans. Harbaugh, I don't know, you're, you said he's, he's in talks for a contract extension or contract renewal. Yeah, uh, they're close to a, to an extension, um, but I would yeah. put also on Lamar this off season. You got to figure your arm out, and you got to figure out trust in the rest of your team because yeah. we're seeing it in the playoffs with Mahomes and with uh, Josh Allen. We just saw that great game on Sunday night. Lamar is not at their level. Um, I would I would say he was at their level two years ago, MVP yes. year. Yes, he's not this year. No, certainly not this year. But that's not all him. Ronnie Stanley being out all year, playing right. with guys who shouldn't be the center, who shouldn't be the right guard, stuff like that. You, they got to do something about the injuries. And, you know, I realize that a lot right. of that is out of your control, but you got to have the backup for when those guys go down. Otherwise, we're going to have an, a terrible season like last year and like this past season. And with the Bengals in the AFC Championship, it's it's uh, the competition isn't taking their foot off the gas. That's for sure. I like the I like the new Zanny Burt Rody. Instead of attack and call the Ravens quarterback trash, he now defends the Ravens quarterback. Now it's fun. Uh, I'll defend Lamar Jackson. But exactly. I'm not That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, yeah. Tyler Huntley and and you know whoever else they're going to get back there that are not. I don't know. I right. I I had to. Wash my hands of this season. Even going into that last week against Pittsburgh, um, you know, we, even if we'd have gotten into the playoffs, it would have been ugly. Right, right. All right, I want to get back to baseball because we haven't yeah. had you on here in a while. Lots been going on. Um, have you been following the lockout stuff at all? A little bit, a little bit. Um, actually, I listened to a couple other podcasts uh, this week. It. And some of them I was catching up on back episodes. So, in fact, I listened to one from last week where the hosts were all 
taking bets that the season wasn't going to start on time and that the season might not start until our, you know, over under well, April 15th. Well, as early as last night, um, the MLB comes out and says, yeah, we're willing to cancel games. So they're, but that's also kind of a tactic to try to negotiate with players. Totally. I, I can't speak to the specifics, but the fact that they're talking almost every day this week and talks are continuing can't be a bad thing. It's annoying that it even got to this point. They should have dealt yes. with this crap back in November um, or earlier. They knew is, that December 1st deadline was coming up. Right. But the good thing is we know the fact that they're talking all this week is good because we all know – we all kind of see February 1st as the deadline to hit spring training and for spring yeah. training to happen. So the fact that they're talking every day this week means they actually want to play this year. And yeah. they're both in there. So that's good. It sucks to wait to the last minute, but I feel like that's how negotiations go, unfortunately. Is they, they can't they afford both, to not play this year. Exactly. It's going to be a nightmare not playing this year, not playing a full season this year will really hurt baseball after the 2020 shortened season, 2021 still be scared of COVID. Everyone's nobody cares about COVID anymore except for politicians. (laughs) Everyone else is out there. I know I'm in Florida where, where life is normal, but I see what goes on up North too. Everyone's packed. These football stadiums are packed. Everyone is tired of COVID and wants to get back to normal. Baseball has to be there because there's nothing like April in it, but like being in a baseball stadium in April. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I mean, this is the first year in a long time that I am like excited for baseball to start back. I haven't been the last two years uh, as an Orioles fan for obvious reason, because they are been terrible. But this year there is some promise that there is a very good chance. Adley Russian is going to be the opening day catcher. I I was looking at flights today. We got our opening day tickets today. So I looked at flights. (laughs) I'm about to book my flights, except I'm scared about this lockout. Because I'm going to be there for opening day. But this lockout concerns me. Um, Yeah, it's the guys in the podcast I listened to earlier were mentioning how they thought – if MLB smart, you know, it's, it's big NFL news right now. We're in the midst of the playoffs this weekend is the AFC NFC divisional or championship conference championships. We're two weeks away from the super bowl. And then big time sports fans, big NFL NFL is the biggest show in town. MLB being behind it. MLB can make a big splash by saying, okay, the season's on. We're starting on time. Pitchers and catchers are reporting super bowls over NFL's over. You know, this, this is a prime opportunity to put, MLB yeah. in the spotlight, a positive note. Yeah, the Orioles tried that. Getting there. The Orioles tried that. The day after the Ravens season ends, the Orioles announced, hey, that was that field wall. We're moving it back 30 feet. We're going to let pitchers actually be able to pitch in our stadium. Yeah. They tried to run with this NFL's over. Let's talk baseball. But when the lockout's there, it destroys everything. Totally. If they, I don't care when they announce it or, you know, whatever, when that news breaks that everything's starting on time, hopefully. I don't care when that happens, but they cannot afford for the NFL season to be over, the Super Bowl ends, and then baseball is still a question mark. That can't happen. They can't afford to not settle it this week. They're going to they... lose so much interest, so much fans if they can't get it together. I did not buy my spring training tickets this year yeah. because why would I give you money when you're not even telling me if you're going to play? Right. I know. I don't blame and, you. 
so it's like, I, I know we, we bought our regular season tickets. Kind of forced into that. And, and I'll buy the spring training if you make the deal. But you got to make the deal by the end of this week, February 1st. And like we said, the fact that they're talking this week is good signs. It seems like they're all on the same page as far as DH in both leagues, expanded playoffs, and that kind of stuff that's good for fans. Yeah. So it seems to be just money issues. Right around that time when the Ravens season ended too, was, wasn't that the big announcement with the uh, 20 international signings they did? In the yeah, a couple of days later. But that wasn't yeah. timed with that wasn't timed. That was just when the international signing period started. Okay, gotcha. But still that was a good that was a good thing to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's excited. Right. And that's where I kind of argue on the it's so hard to choose sides between the owners and the players because they're all wrong and it's just play baseball. But I also feel like everyone wants to trash the Orioles for not spending money because look at their payroll. But then you back up and say, but they just built this brand new facility in the Dominican Republic. They're doing this construction on Camden Yards. They're, they just built the analytical department. They just outfitted all their minor league teams with track men and all this uh, analytics stuff. So it's like, I don't know how you can judge how much money a team's spending based on their payroll. Because you kind of got to take all this other stuff into account. Their payroll shouldn't be high right now because they have a bunch of that are triple-A players at best, right. starting right. in the starting lineup. But you look past that, you got the number one farm, se- farm system in all baseball, number one prospect, number one pitching prospect. Uh, is that Rodriguez, number one pitching prospect, or just for the Orioles? <laughs> that might have been an incorrect statement. Orioles. But he's up there. <laughs> I think he's fifth, yeah. That's, I mean, it's nothing to me. Uh, no, no, he's the number one overall and like, pitching and fifth. Overall, something like that. So, Adley Rushman's the number one prospect in all of yes, baseball. Correct. Grayson Rodriguez is the number one pitching prospect in all of baseball. I believe so. Yes, believe that's what I mean, it is. I, but we were still doing the show in your basement in Arnold when they the night they drafted him. I remember that because uh, looked we looked it up that night and he was like committed to some college. I forget what that right. obviously changed his mind. Yeah. Um, no, and it is exciting and. I almost feel like, yeah, Adley has to be that opening day guy because we need hope in Baltimore. And, I, and, and that brings me to this CBA stuff because are we going to still be playing this game about, oh, well, let's wait three weeks into the season, then you can bring them up to get an extra year of control, or are they going to correct all that? And that's some of the stuff I think they're arguing over now. Sure, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, based on last year, he's seemingly ready. The only reason he shouldn't be up on opening day is going to be some kind of stupid CBA rule about playing time or, you know, however long he has to be under contract or on the major league roster, blah, blah, blah. Bunch of crap nobody cares about. They just want to see good baseball. They want to see the players that care about playing good baseball. And I have hope that he'll be in there opening day because we have no catchers on our roster. Yeah, or else get used to whatever. Right. I mean, right. Bring back Caleb Jones. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this left field wall? You like it moving back? Is it irritate you messing with uh, messing with a legend like Camden Yards? No, that that doesn't bother me at all. That's that's more grandpa old fogies shaking their fist at the clouds. Uh-huh. Go for it, do it. They need to change it up now and then. Um, you didn't see anybody all irritated when they built the uh, the uh, statue. Legends Park out there. Yeah. 
They lowered the wall on the left field. I'm sorry, the right field right. porch over there. No, this is great. If you want to complain, if you want to complain about something that ruined Camden Yards, it happened years ago when they built the Hyatt building and took out the skyline. Yeah, that's and they what ruined, didn't have much control over that. They had no control over that whatsoever, and that's what ruined the view, the the great uh, view of Camden Yards. Left field. When you take a photo of Camden Yards to show off, left field's not even in the photo. You shoot the warehouse. <laughs> that's true. That is the more boring outfield. Uh, it is visually speaking. It is, and this adds another quirk. So Matt and I have talked a couple of weeks ago. We love quirks in baseball fields. It's why we sure. all love baseball. Versus, uh, let's visit all the different football fields and see all the rectangles. Yeah, yeah. So. Someone told me that even soccer pitches are different sizes at different yeah. stadiums. They're that, they're the same crazy. shape but different lengths. Yeah, that's really bizarre to me. I never knew that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think basketball know, should do that. It. I think different uh, size courts and different size rims for basketball. I would have been pissed off if I was like a season ticket holder in row one right there, you know, at the distance marker and left field fence. But why? You're going to be row one of the new distance marker. Well, then what if I was row 12? Then you're now going to. Whatever the, is now the new first row. Right. You're now the new row 12. You're, you're, you're down with that. That's my seat. No, your seats, your seats stay with the distance from the field, not the distance from home plate, but the distance from the field. So, I would, if it was me, I'd, I'd make a big stink about it. That's my seat. That's hey, my butt prints in that. I get it. Well, and that was my <laughs> that was my thing. Is I said, hey, if those were my seats, my only request would be, I'm allowed to keep that seat. Like I physically can take that seat that you're tearing out home. I mean, I don't know what I'd do with it. <laughs> See, Matt and I argued over how much would we spend on those seats because we both want those seats in our house. But so, you, it's not like something you would sit in. Would you just put it in the corner and look at it? Every away game, I'd sit in the sit in the seat. <laughs> oh, sure, man. I would totally sit in it. But um, it's not even. It's just braced to the concrete. It doesn't have legs. I got a wall. I'll screw into a two by four. <laughs> yeah, I'm mounted on a wall. Studs, though. I already looked into it. I can buy like rec- uh, other seats from Camden Yards for like five hundred bucks. I'm tempted. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I wrote down what should you? I wrote down just state of the Orioles. What are you expecting from the Orioles this year? I think we're – it's really just Adley, 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 right? And better winning. Totally. Yeah, I mean, he's the biggest – he has the potential to make this the most exciting season since 2014 or whatever, the last time we were in the playoffs, 20, 2016. Yeah. 16. 2016. Only, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's been over five years now. So let's get some new blood in here. New prospect, like Adley Rushman is going to change – Orioles season for the better you know I don't know we don't necessarily win a lot more games just because we have a great catcher um the pitching is still subpar significantly subpar with the exception of John Means um but it it's certainly enough to get me excited state of the Orioles it's it's an improvement from 2020 and an improvement from 2021 we're on track with you know the shirt that Matt wears all the time, 2023 World Series champion, 
I don't think we're taking that big of a leap this year, but it's certainly going to be improvement from the last two years. It's a step in the right direction. There's still some major questions with pitching. Uh, but, uh, maybe moving that outfield wall could help lure some pitchers. Mount Castle is exciting. Obviously, Trey Mancini is exciting. I don't know. Rube, oh, Rube I, Odor, Odor, Odor. I realize is just like a, a journeyman infielder you know, at this point, but he's at least a name I know. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think moving the left field wall guarantees that we trade Trey Mancini this year. Oh, you think so? Because, because once you move left field, you can't put just anyone in left field. So that means you can't put uh, Mount Castle or Trey Mancini in left field anymore. It's way too much ground to cover. So how do you – Right, right. So that's in right field. But then how do you cover, how do you justify keeping Mancini and Mountcastle on your roster if that's your first baseman or DH and you still want to give Adley days off without taking him out of the lineup? So you're going to want him to DH once in a while, maybe even yeah. play first base once in a while. So how can you keep Mountcastle and Mancini on this team? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, Trey Mancini is a fan favorite if he got traded could potentially call some uh, disgruntled fans. <laughs> right, just like Machado. Just uh, just like when you got rid of Machado, but you got to do it. And you got to you got to last year of his contract? Yes. I believe so. Yeah. You're not going to We got the him. whole feel good everyone loves Trey and we we got right. the whole feel good story with the comeback last year. Yeah, we're done with cancer. Let's go. Your time's, time's up, bud. Oh, exactly. that's terrible, but... No, 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 uh, not like... No, not the cancer comes back, you die. Just time up in Baltimore. We had the good story. Let another city enjoy Sorry. you. Yeah, yeah, don't get yeah. that. <laughs> you you made it sound up. like... Time's up. No, cancer no, no. clock. Cancer caught up with you. Sorry. I mean, it, yeah. I, I think... Castle's uh, obviously a, a better... Better ball player than Trey Mancini, I think. And, and he's younger, and the potential is there yeah. to just keep getting better. Amazing rookie year from Mountcastle when the, the first half of the year wasn't looking so hot. He definitely finished the last few months of the season on a tear, uh, and that was super exciting. So he's one, yeah, and obviously Mullins coming back in center field, hopefully improving on last year. So obviously there's still some big, big holes, and pitching is a massive biggest hole out of all of it but still better than the last two we're not winning independence in 2022 but we're gonna get better and it's a step in the right direction right last year was miserable and no fun to watch um no. i think by june <laughs> everyone was tired of watching the orioles it got exciting oh. and there's little pieces at the end where mullins was getting close to 30 30 then i'm watching every night and when Mountcastle is getting close to breaking the, the franchise rookie right. home run record, then I'm watching that every night. So there were some, I watched a lot of games at the end of the season, but just for those two guys, uh, I, I mean, right. I wasn't expecting to win. I was just watching to see our guys, our young guys, you know, making some statements. Yeah. So that's my only hope is that this year's at least fun to watch for the season. Cause I've enjoyed bad seasons, Orioles baseball. Last year was not Good fun. For you. <laughs> I mean, I've still I've managed through them. Last year, I didn't want to watch all the games. I watched most of them. I didn't want to. So, um, let's see. 
Um, I wrote down the 30th anniversary of Camden Yards because the Orioles keep talking about how they're gonna that they're gonna do celebrations throughout the year. Yeah. Is it just me or is 30 a stupid number to celebrate? Like five years ago, we just did the 20th anniversary. Didn't we pull out all the stops for that? I know. That's what I was going to say. Wasn't it just five years ago we had a, the patch on the jerseys yeah. and all that stuff? And I like that. I like the patch. I like that they did like the brought, brought Oriole Hall of Famers back and they did the thing on the warehouse and everything. I like all that. Yeah. So we're doing but it now again? You, you know, it's a foregone conclusion now every five years. They're going to do something like that, I guess. That's like the nice even number. They're not going to do it for the 32nd anniversary. So after this year, they'll do right. something else in the 35th. Here's what I would uh, like. I've got one idea for the Orioles. Okay. 30th anniversary, 30 bobbleheads of, of Orioles that have played in Camden Yards over the past okay. 30 years. They have to have played in Camden Yards and be like the top 30 Orioles. So there's going to be some guys on there that do not deserve to be in the top list of anything for Orioles, but you got to put top 30. It's bobbleheads, and they, they have the, the base of the bobblehead is Camden Yards with the guy standing out of it. So that uh, way it's a series because that then guarantees 30 games out of your 81 home games you're going to have good big crowds for. Sure. I like that idea a lot. The feasibility of doing 30 bobbleheads is uh, – I just uh, big ask. <laughs> I just want someone to make a list of the top thirty guys to play in Camden Yards oh, for the you Orioles. Know, somebody, somebody's going to be making that list uh, throughout the course of the season when there's literally nothing else to blog about and stuff. Because I uh, could make that list. I could make that list with uh, fifteen of them being uh, Yankees or Red Sox. No. <laughs> you know, you mean, I mean, oh, you mean not just Orioles players? Just no, no, greatest players played- in Camden Yards. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Sure. King Griffey Jr., Mike Trout, right. and stuff like we that. Got, uh, we got a Griffey bobblehead where he's hitting the wall. We got an Ortiz bobblehead where he's hitting the phone booth. We got, <laughs> you know, classic memories of Camden Yards. It doesn't have to be Oriole players. Well, now that you added that stipulation, there's absolutely zero chance they will do that. Uh, I'm more thinking like you know, they sell those uh, little blind bag figures and Target at like where the trading card section is. My son buys yeah, yeah. them all the time. Like, like the tiny vinyl pop guys. Exactly. They could do like miniature plastic bobbleheads. And then if it was like plastic and small, they could easily do 30 of those. It'd be like Happy Meals toys. <laughs> and I like the idea. I like the idea of doing the entire Orioles, the entire rosters of the 30 years, and it's blind bags. So you don't know who you get until you get into your seat, and then you're ir- irritated because he got Cal Ripken and you got uh, Steve Finley. Steve Finley's kind of cool. Yeah, I couldn't think of a, I couldn't think of a crappy <laughs> Oriole. Well, he was Ryan the starting Flaherty. right fielder the day the, the first game. At, uh, I know. I like Finley. Game there. I like Finley. I shouldn't have trashed him. <laughs> uh, I shoot. I'm, I'm kind of digging the uh, even if it's not blind bag, but do they just announce them? These are the 30 guys. Because not only that, it doesn't matter if it's like a subpar, like a Randy right. Milligan or something like that. But if people would want to collect all 30, yeah, so I'm, all I'm right. going to Randy Milligan night just because I need number 24. <laughs> see, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You did 30. <laughs> you did 30 things. I'm not going to 30 games. But I'm then spending money on eBay so someone else goes to all 30 games. And they don't have to be, like, super quality, like, they look exactly like them. Like, it just be, like, no. vaguely resembles them with his name and number on the back of the shirt. That's all you need. 
<laughs> yeah, it just has to be something that's very clear. You can only get it at this event 30 times. A little starting lineup figure. Totally. We got a, a Mike Trout figure from one of those blind bags upstairs. It just looks like a white guy in an Angels uniform with trout on the back, but it's still him. <laughs> it doesn't really look like exactly. him. <laughs> exactly. Can we see this is where we need to just go get a bunch of those blind bags and let's paint them ourselves. Let's get some black and orange paint and paint yeah. Mike Trout and turn him into Steve Finley. And we'll make our own 30 and we'll, we'll sell them on 336.com. I would have so such good intentions of doing that, but it would turn out so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm horrible at, at our artistic. But this is a great idea that someone should run with. Um, uh, we collected this summer with my son a bunch of those little squishy blind bag things from Target. So he's got a ton of them. But at some point, we did start getting doubles. And then we weren't getting the players we wanted. Uh, and I'm using we here because I, I got into it, too. So we eventually got on eBay and found this guy who just you could pick which ones you wanted and he'd send them to you. So we got <laughs> we we had an eBay shipment of like eight of them because we went and picked the ones we wanted nice. and didn't have to worry about the blind bags anymore. Nice. But yeah, uh well you see what the Orioles are doing for spring for season ticket holders. They are mailing them a gift to celebrate Ooh. the 30th anniversary. So your dad's uh, getting a gift. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. A um a vow of dirt from Camden Yards. Mm. Okay, I, I guess that's cool. I <laughs> no, mean, it's you, not. It's like not cool at all. <laughs> it's not cool at all. It's nothing special. At least give me like a brick or something. Give me a brick from the when you tear down the wall or something. Like a. Reminds me, I have a Memorial Stadium brick somewhere around here. I gotta find that. Yeah, I I I, I think there's one in my dad's office too. I figure yeah. I'll get it one day. I got an Orioles shelf out. In the basement, I gotta, I could fill it up with something else. Right, a brick would be a brick would but, go but, perfectly. <laughs> but but a little vial of dirt seems like the lamest yeah, thing no, you can come up with. Yeah, that dirt could be from anywhere too. <laughs> right, because they change that dirt all the time. Right, it's like all right. Hopefully, at least there's a little engraving on the glass bottle or something that says like Camden Yards 30th year or something, and not just like they just have a, just ordered a little like those little vials filled with like sand that, that you buy at the. Uh, or whatever and just mail that out to everyone. They just send an intern down to the poop plant in Dundalk and just had him dip it in over and over until oh. you fill like 50,000 of them. Sure. Or they could just, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's no way. They don't go down to the field and scoop it and say, oh, this is from third base. This is all the dirt that they scraped off while doing construction this year. And they're like, yeah. we got this big pile of dirt. What do we do with it? Oh, let's give it to all our season ticket holders. <laughs> yeah. The more and more you talk about it, the the dumber and dumber I feel about saying, "Eh, that's kind of cool." Because now no, it's absolutely nothing cool about it at all. <laughs> no, it's like the it's like the it's the it's like the chips that are grown in potatoes that were that were grown in the dirt at football stadiums, where they're they're taking the they're taking the grass out of like for one. So they're taking it. I guess they, there's no it must not be any Baltimore potato chips because we don't have real dirt. Uh, you'd have a bunch of rubber and plastic in your chips. Right, exactly. But but it's like, that doesn't do anything. This is all just junk. Whatever. At least they're doing... don't grow very well in black pellets. At least they're trying. At least the Orioles are trying, even if it's lame. Bare minimum of trying. <laughs> right, right. They yeah. got their their minds focused on this uh, you, left field construction. Yeah. You think they... Right. They went, think they went to Angelos and... He, he said, "Well, if you tear down that wall, there's going to be a whole mess, and I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to pay for a dump truck. How can you save some money?" 
oh, well, let's give it to all the fans, and that'll earn us goodwill. <laughs> well, a dump truck costs $3,000, but we could get 50,000 little glass vials <laughs> for $2,000 right. and pay this schlub minimum wage just to fill it up with the leftover dirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll get extra season ticket holders that want this little pile of dirt. So then we'll pay for the wall. So yeah, yeah, that's that's annoying. All right, so maybe there's some bigger and better things on the horizon. That's just the first. Uh... <laughs> I, I hope so because uh, yeah, the more we talk about, it, the more I dislike it. Um. So. Uh, finally, Bert, I wanted to ask you, um, I thought it would be a nice time to check in. I don't know okay. if you have a Bert story time, but I know you've got some T-ball stuff going on and, and travel ball and stuff. So I wanted to kind of see how that all is going. Well, yeah, it's it's not T-ball anymore, Josh. We are way beyond T-ball at this point. Are, are you sure? <laughs> I played sure. a little I played a little ball with, with your son over Christmas. Yeah. No, he's beyond T-ball. We're, is we it are... self-pitch? Because he was good at self pitch. Of, uh, kid pitch, yeah. No more coach pitch. Oh, that's not machine. No, there's going to be actual children pitching to children. Oh, you got to get him. League. You got to get him some padding. <laughs> yeah, he's well. He's already been asking. He's like, he said, I want a shin guard for when I'm batting. I'm like, well, for one thing, you you could not hit a line drive foul ball into your shin hard enough yet to necessitate a shin guard. Right. The minute you do start doing that, sure, I'll get you a shin guard. Maybe an elbow guard. Start with an elbow guard. He did mention elbow guard. He wants anything, anything that's going to make him look like the the pro hitters. (laughs) He he seems a little more focused. He seems a little more focused on the dress and the clothing than the uh, skill. 100%. One hundred percent. It's like I might not be a good ball player, but at least I look like I'm a good ball player. <laughs> I, had, I I was like that as a kid. I, I wasn't the best player, but I felt like at least I look good in my uniform. Got my pants tucked in and my stirrups tight. <laughs> now, are you coaching this year? No, and I uh, I've never actually been like a head coach. I'll always volunteer to help the head coach, but I don't want the responsibility of the main coach because you don't want to pull the kid and make him cry. No, the biggest takeaway, the biggest thing I'm trying to avoid would be the head coach is always in charge of like the equipment. So every game he's lugging the giant bag of bats and helmets and the big old bucket of balls. And it's a bunch of manual labor, like dragging some of these fields are like halfway across the park from the parking lot. But he's like, I ain't dragging all that crap. And his car is full of dirt from the game the night before. I ain't having that. I'll help. I'll help coach the kids. I'll coach third. I'll get the lineup straight. You carry all that crap and you drag all that to the field so that your son gets to play all in every game, the entire game and be the favorite and lead off and be the starting pitcher and all that. That's true. Cause then the head coach's kid always gets to do whatever they want. Correct. (laughs) But I would, yeah, we, um, and just to backtrack a little bit, that's one of the biggest reasons I'm super excited for this new season to start. And the, the lock, the threat of this lockout continue is really becoming a problem because I've very, even if the Orioles are terrible, I'm looking forward to baseball starting up again for myself personally and to be able to enjoy it with my son. Cause again, he does, he's an Orioles fan, but he doesn't, he's excited too. He's going to care more about what teams and players we're going to be playing against when we go to Camden yards. If he, get to see Mike Trout or Bryce Harper or whoever, whoever's coming. That's what he's super excited for. 
So I'm I'm looking forward to that. And now we have the like, realm of looks like this might get to be his first his first opening day game. I did, yeah. That was part of the text I got from your dad that uh, he gets an opening day ticket as well. So I just told him about that. Yeah. He's excited because which that means he doesn't have to go to school that day. <laughs> which which tells me nobody cares about the Orioles right now that we were able yeah, to get but, enough tickets to take your kids. A second grader can get an opening day ticket. That's pretty good. Good on him. Good for your yeah. dad. I didn't get an open the day ticket until I was like 17. Oh, wow. I was just telling Laura upstairs, the uh, my parents, I remember vividly my parents pulling me and my brother out of school, like third grade, fourth grade, somewhere around there. It was a big deal to not have to go to school because you got to go to opening day. So yeah. and I went I'm excited to, to give him that experience. Yeah, I went to school and probably sat next to your empty desk. <laughs> While you went to the game, yeah. Uh, so we are entering pit uh, pitch, but we're trying to do the travel thing, and it's the White Marsh is our local rec. White Marsh, Maryland, the White Marsh Warriors. They have a travel team for every age group. So there were tryouts. We did a tryout in the fall that got cut short by rain. So. Obviously, he didn't make the cut then, and even even if it hadn't been cut short by rain, I don't think he would have made it. And then this time, we did two indoor tryouts here near our house in the Parkville area, uh, back-to-back Sundays, and he did okay, but there were obviously other boys there his age that did better, and they haven't made any announcements or anything like that yet, but, you know, we're keeping the expectations low, and he's okay with that, too. Even if he doesn't make it, you know, he's excited just to go play baseball, even if it's just fielding ground balls and trying to uh, pitch and just being with other kids and throwing and catching a baseball is just good enough for him for right now, especially without, you know, being winter and cold outside. So it was an indoor baseball facility, which was pretty cool. Right. That's cool. And yeah, so we'll see. And I put in a, I'm trying to get in touch with the, who runs the league because even if he's not white marsh warriors travel team ready i want to get him with a coach who's going to help get him ready he's he doesn't care about playing with his little buddies anymore you know, uh he's a lot of the kids we played with for the last few years are his friends and it's been fun but those are the kids that like are more interested in like kicking the dirt and drawing in the dirt or, you know, wearing their glove on their head and trying to catch the ball with their hat. Like he's over that nonsense. He doesn't, he doesn't suffer that foolishness anymore. And he's not the, he's not the best with his skills yet, but he cares and he wants to get better and he wants to pay attention and, you know, wants to win. And so I'm, I'm wanting to put him with a coach who's going to help groom that and help his skills improve. So if the white marsh warriors aren't in the cards for this spring, maybe, Fall tryouts, we'll see how it goes. As long as he keeps loving baseball, that's all I care about. Yeah, no, that's exciting. Uh, It also reminds me that uh, as you talked about the warm weather and baseball coming back, um, yesterday I had to scrape ice off my windshields for the first time since I moved to Florida. I heard it was like in the 40s. (laughs) And it was 31 degrees when I started my car up yesterday morning with ice on the windows. I don't have an ice scraper anymore. (laughs) <laughs> I got rid of all that crap when I moved down here to Florida with nice weather. I had to take the little school pickup sign and scrape all the ice off my windshield. I was going to say the uh, the old AOL discs 
exactly. Send you in the mail. They used to work. They were good ice scrapers. Yeah, for those while, were good. I got rid of anymore. For some reason, I don't have an AOL disc anymore. Dude, but uh, well, I can't tell you last time I saw one of those. Exactly, but uh, but it's Florida, so I scraped all the ice off, and then by three o'clock, it was sixty degrees or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's quite the opposite here because today, I mean, it's been frigid up here. Don't get me wrong, but I ran to the grocery store this afternoon. I think it was like 52, 53, and I didn't wear a jacket, but it was pleasant. And then. Yeah. I had to go pick up Albie at school from an after-school club at 5 o'clock. And, I mean, I felt like I was getting icicles in my hair just walking from the car to the school building. Oh, I do not, I do not miss that. I was irritated with the cold like weather 20 yesterday. Degrees, 20 degrees, like in that four-hour period. It was crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, let's bring on the warm weather. Bring on baseball. We're all totally. ready for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right, and then, Bert, maybe we'll have you back on 336 to talk about our uh, our favorite 30 players from, from Camping Arts history. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, if you give me enough notice, I, I would put a list together. Think... That would be something fun the three of us could, you know, do like a countdown and see where we land on that. I, yeah. I, there would certainly be some outlanders <laughs> uh, from names I would think of, I'm sure. No, and I think we got to do some type of, like, draft thing where we rotate through, and if I take a name, you cannot take a name. Mm. And we got to get down to, th- to to our thirty guys. Yeah, yeah, the official thirty for three three six. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then next year we'll do our favorite three hundred and thirty six guys. <laughs> well, and then we're just six years away from being the thirty sixth anniversary of Cannon Yard. So, <laughs> assuming that three thirty six is still rolling, who knows? I, uh, this <laughs> is. This is episode, what, 453, and I keep meaning to do the math. I know March is our anniversary. It's the first week in March. Yeah. I never know if it's nine or ten years or eight, what it is. So, yeah, I got to yeah, do that it, math. It, it would take some homework. It's been a while. Yeah. So, I um, have you bought your Mets jersey yet? Last question for oh, you. Oh, why? Because of Buck, Buck Showalter? Because of Buck Showalter. No. No, I don't see that coming. Um, I won't buy a jersey, that's for sure. But uh, <coughs> I, I, we talked about it months and months ago when I was on the show that you know going up to Philadelphia with my son. Anytime we go to an away game, an away stadium, we'll, I'll let him buy a hat for that team. So the Mets might be in the cards. I don't know about this summer, but uh, definitely in the next year or two, yeah. New York, New York Yankees and Mets will be uh, on the agenda. Well, and that's an easy trip to catch when the Orioles are up there. That's what I did a few years ago, where I hit both, hit both stadiums while the Orioles were there. Oh, nice. You did do that? Yep. You did both of them. We're, we're already talking, I think this summer we're definitely going to do Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And I don't care if they're playing the Orioles. We'll just go. Uh, yeah. But they're close enough to each other. And, you know, we get to see the, the new Guardians play. So that'd be oh, yeah. Neat. I forget. Yeah. Yep. I saw, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's the same place the Indians played. <laughs> and I've seen it as the Indians. But, yeah, you get to see the Guardians. Yeah, I've been, uh, I went there in high name. school, but I... And Cleveland's super cool. I would I would go back to Cleveland. And, and Pittsburgh was super cool, you know, just passing through for a visit. There's yep. lots to do there. No, I'd like uh, to go see Oh, any, uh, any guesses on the uh, Washington football team name? You got any inside info? Yeah, it's already leaked. The Commanders? The Commanders. I heard. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Commanders with the stupid slogan of not America's team, but the people's team. Jeez. And what I don't – you know, I don't know. I – not the indigenous it's, people. I think that's what they're supposed to be. I think that's what it is. Because what else would it be? When you think of the people, what do you think? Especially when you're going from the Redskins to the people's team. 
Uh, you should have been the Redskins. Actually, literally the had team. a person on the helmet. <laughs> right. So I hope that the people's team they get rid of before the official announcement. I, the commanders I'm fine with. I'm also not a fan of the team, so I don't care. I don't care but, either. I, I was hoping But the people's really team dumb. is just annoying. And the people's team is asking for criticism. Because yeah. you can put any word in front of there you want and make your team racist. <laughs> Uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting for about five minutes, and then my life will go on. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, all right, Bert. Well, thanks for uh, filling in for Matt this week and uh, stepping yeah, up. Fun. We'll definitely we'll get you back for that for that 30 guys episode. That we, we'll probably get that in before opening day. And uh, I think Matt will be back next week. Give, we're giving him a little time to bond with the baby. You know, it's really important to the, like, skin-to-skin contact and all that crap. Gross thing about him doing that. Uh huh. Yeah, and Matt's probably not wearing a shirt right now. It's the third one too. You know, you and I have both experienced when the third one rolls around. It's like, okay, what else is new? <laughs> That's terrible. <Right. laughs> exactly. So he, he he won't say it, but that's what he's thinking. <laughs> oh, another girl. Okay, let's go. Yeah. All right, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Section336Show. Bert, I think you need to get on board with this. We are on TikTok now. And I think... I did see a couple of the TikToks, I think you might not have time to come back on the podcast. I think you might want to get in on the TikTok game. It seems right up your alley. Uh, uh, Sometimes I think it is, and then sometimes my better judgment comes along. uh, I'm more of a lingerer on TikTok. (laughs) I know. I'm thinking you might want to get involved at section 336 show over on TikTok. Uh, follow us on Instagram and go leave a podcast review. The last one was praising uh, Bert and wanting Bert back, I believe. So oh, we sweet. gave you what you wanted. Get what you want. Very good. So. I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I'm the, uh, the people's the people's team. You're the podcaster. <laughs> the people's podcaster. Uh, see, I wrote, down, I wrote down Time's Up, Bud, as the show title. Now I wonder if it should be the people's podcaster. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, not do that time's up, bud. That's going to be misconstrued. I, that is not what oh, I no. meant, Trey. You're I my boy, Trey. I, I love think you. it's time's up, bud. But, uh, your jersey. Right. We love you in this house. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we'll uh, talk to you guys later. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man.
Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.